Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Today is part two of our adpocalypse, up uh, no no, a podcalypse <laughs> series, looking at what happens in the event that things go bad. We've been podcasting for fifteen years now, but what if the bad things happen? And today, specifically, the uh, podcalyptic thing we're going to talk about—hard to say—is what happens when free podcasts are no more. Dun dun dun. Now, you may think I'm being hyperbolic, and maybe I am a little bit, but I like to take things to the extreme. I mean, part of my job, you may not know this, but the last job I had when I was running a digital agency, uh, my job title was professional contrarian. That was right there. It was my job to go and look at what the worst things could be and make sure that nobody was making sure that there was a voice, the voice of the devil, the devil's advocate, you might say as we did all of our conversations uh, in our meetings. So that's that's kind of what I do. So I want to look at this. Here's the situation. Here's why this apocalypse of free podcasting's free podcasts disappearing might actually hold true. You already know that in the first 35 days of 2019, some crazy number like $600 million, probably closer to $700 million now for a few of the other unannounced things, has poured into podcasting. Now, a lot of that was from venture capitalists. In fact, most of that came in from venture capitalist money. And while venture capitalists are used to losing a whole lot of money, actually, they make a whole lot more, they're used to losing a lot of bets, I should say. They're not used to losing a whole lot of money. So at some point in the very near future, the reason all this money is pouring into podcasting is the people who are investing heavily into podcasting expect a return. You invest $100 million in something, they're going to want to extract more than $100 million in benefit. Usually like, I don't know, a million, you know, a hundred billion dollars in benefit. Some really, really big number is what they're looking for for their return. You know, 20, 20, 30 times their return on investment is not a big deal. And here's the thing about podcasting. If you look at it from a return point of view, you know, really podcasting exists. You know, the idea, the way to get monetized for people who are making these big, big dollar investments is either to convince people to buy something or to resell those people. No real big change, no big surprise here. The way that it might break down in this is kind of two camps forming out of out of this. This apocalyptic future might have two different, well, I guess three different camps. One would be heavily advertising supported content. Free to enjoy, much like broadcast television. Broadcast radio is free to enjoy, but heavily commercialized. With And by commercialized, I mean with lots and lots and lots of commercial interruptions. 
you might have noticed that many of the more popular podcasts out there right now are, in fact, ad-supported. Right, still free, but heavily, heavily ad-supported. I have noticed, anecdotally speaking, an increase in those. And I project, I can see a future where it's possible that as more of these money start flowing into podcasting, more of these investment dollars are flowing into podcasting, those that have chosen to take the free but ad-supported model will be pressured to put more and more ads inside of them to make a greater and greater return. Because, and I've done episodes on this, and I'm not going to do it again. The return on that is kind of kind of low. I mean, the, the idea of making ad-supported content is kind of low. So expect to see more ads in those shows. Then the second camp, I think, that comes from this apocalyptic future where there's no free stuff anymore is... I guess I'm going to call it curated content that you have to pay to access. Luminary. There's an example of one of those. There's a new thing coming out now called Brew, which was announced recently, and probably a hundred more of these things that are coming out. We used to have, well, we still have Maximum Fun, which was a free version of this, and Laughable, and a few other places that are curating really good quality content, making that available in a limited fashion. I think for the shows that have taken the non-ad-supported route, that are instead taking this more of a let's charge directly for the access. You know, the way that it works in China, which has some crazy number like $7 billion of revenue flowing into it from people who are listening to podcasts, much like the one you're making right now. That's the way they do it over there. That model might happen here as well. We're seeing it happen. And it's possible, again, because of the pressure, because of the VC funding, because of the ability of these highly concentrated Highly focused, we're we're assuming, highly curated spots might appeal to the 72% of the population who still don't listen to podcasts on a regular basis. So if we think about that apocalyptic future, where the majority of content that is being consumed and talked about is either heavily ad-supported, way more than you're seeing right now, heavily ad-supported, or accessed through one of these many curated spaces that you have to pay to access, either pay directly or however that actually works out. A future where the idea of going to a single spot, Apple Podcasts, and grabbing content might go away. It might just be relegated to the sidelines. It might what, what no one actually does. Again, we're thinking about the apocalyptic future where big monies have lots of influence and can do things like control how that happens. Is it likely? I'm not sure that it's likely, but again, I want to explore that for the remainder of our time here today. That's the future that we might live in eventually, where free is gone, or free means ad-supported, or you have to go use one of multiple different apps. You pay a certain amount of money to access the content. Now, the question is, is that that's bad, right, Evo? We don't want that. That's terrible. Podcast is going to be free. Well, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Let me apply the contrarian idea here and say, you know, maybe it's not that bad. Again, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Give me, give me a moment. Walk, walk with me down this path, if you would. Maybe it's not that bad. And maybe it's very realistic. So maybe it's not that bad in that there will be, in this particular world, more curation. Got to remember. The average number of people who, the average number of podcasts a regular human being listens to is seven. By the way, it was seven last year as well. We know there's an upper threshold 
on the amount of time people can spend consuming content, any kind of content. And right now, it seems to be relatively flat over the last two years that the average number of people, the average number of shows people listen to is seven. So if it's really seven, do we need access to 700,000 shows? That's what it is today. Or 7 million shows like it might be in the very near future? Do we need access to all that content? Again, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Does it actually make for a better experience when content is curated? Can you, as a listener, not a podcaster, as a listener, is it easier for you to focus in on the things that you're interested in? Maybe maybe that is crude, but of course that could lead to the whole bubble creation. And I mean the personal bubble, not a, an economic bubble where you can't get out of your bubble to get more stuff. That's a, that's a potential problem. But I think there are ways around that. I mean, if you have a curation of 40, let's just say that number of shows, and somebody expresses interest in something outside of that, why wouldn't you as the curator have some sort of a way to recommend other sorts of, let's call them pods. Let's not call them pods. Let's call them pods of content that someone can get into. And free goes away. Now, scary? Possible? Well, of course, it's scary. It's not just possible. Yeah, that's, that's terrible. It changes the whole matter. But again, big money is into podcasting right now. Big money is going to want to get big money back out of podcasting right now. What do you do to protect yourself from these things? Probably not much of anything. This is, much a, this is an exploratory episode where we think about the future. You might want to think about really honing it down on your message, making sure the show you're making every single day is as tight as it possibly could be. Focusing, if in fact you are a business, on the benefits and the outcomes of your business because that becomes much more appealing to someone who is curating this content. Again, total speculation on my part. We'll see where it goes. This is part of my apocalypse series of mini episodes here on Podcast Pontifications. That's it for today, but I shall be back tomorrow with yet another Podcast Pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion. 
is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.